0: Ohio people with Mennonite views, and they're going to give us some missional news. Ohio Ohio Conference Conference Cast. Cast.
1: You are listening to Ohio Conference Cast, a podcast dedicated to sharing missional stories and other information about Ohio Mennonite Conference. Here are your hosts, Thomas Dunn and Bill Seymour. Wow, that music was
2: awesome. That was. Thank you, Lucas Johnson in, I don't know, somewhere way east of here, about 9,000 miles someplace or Pennsylvania. In, yeah, someplace in PA with a dog. Yeah, with a dog on a leash. But and apparently a little music studio.
1: Yeah, but now we've got to step our game up if we have a real We recording. have our own jingle. I feel almost official. This is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, we don't have to step our game up because we have a guest that will do that for us. That's right. So who's our guest? Our guest is the newly hired Ohio Conference Conference Minister, Dick Barrett. We are sitting down with Dick Barrett right after MDT has met and MDT approved Dick, after leadership team approved Dick, after the search committee approved Dick. So he's all approved. So thank (laughs) you and welcome aboard. It's great to be here. So who are you? (laughs) <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> yeah, I've seen you around at ACA before, so I, I I knew when the name was given, I knew put knew how to put a face to it. I come
0: from Oak Grove Mennonite Church in West Liberty, and uh, I come from a p- past that uh, is probably is non traditional Mennonite as you can find. I uh, grew up Catholic, and I experienced a divorce in my past and I was a police officer in New York for 20 years before experiencing my conversion experience when I was about 40 years old in a Mennonite church uh, just outside of Buffalo wow. and uh, wow. after my conversion experience I uh, felt a call to ministry and uh, after doing some seminary work and some training in New York uh, my first calling was to the pastorate at uh, associate pastor at Oak Grove Mennonite in West Liberty so hmm. how long have you been in Oak Grove? Uh, 16 years. 16 years. Cool.
2: So wait a minute. So the Catholics have a Mennonite Pope, and now Ohio Conference <laughs> has a Catholic
1: conference minister. <laughs> well, Is well, stretches <laughs> no stretches yeah. there. No stretches at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that was a very good summary of about 40 years of your
0: life. Yes. Uh, yeah. so yes, the- And I've gotten good at uh, trying to keep it short. And, sure. Uh, <laughs> but to recognize that God has been at work in, in all those years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Tell us a little bit more about the conversion experience you mentioned there. Let's start there.
0: I had, uh, drifted away from the church for many years. And like I said, I had experienced a divorce in the past and, uh, was remarried and we had two young children. And then my uh, dad died very suddenly and unexpectedly. And I, uh, I was really struggling with my faith and, uh, my wife and I started looking for a church in the neighborhood. We didn't know anything about Mennonites, but, uh, We found a Mennonite church, and uh, when we started attending, uh, they accepted us graciously and uh, challenged us to grow in our faith, and uh, that's where we were introduced to the Mennonites for the first time.
2: Sweet. So that was in Buffalo?
0: Just outside of Buffalo. So
2: the Mennonite churches that
0: I know of in Buffalo are east of Buffalo?
1: Yes. Just outside the city? Yes. Clarence Akron
0: Mennonite Church is where we... Yeah.
1: Sweet. So you said you, you grew up Catholic... So that means a lot of different things to many different people, and it's always hard to put a, a gradient on things like that. But
0: what does it mean to grow up Catholic? My family would have been pretty uh, strong Catholics. Uh, we went to church every Sunday growing up, went to Christian education. Um, I'm told I was baptized as an infant. I don't remember it. Uh well, sure. And... Uh, Attended church pretty much until I uh, went away to college. and then.
2: Uh, so you did the catechism and the First Communion yes, and all, the, First all, comu- yes, all those things. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, okay. yeah,
1: but yeah. then after college,
0: so you grew up in a, a devout family. Yes.
1: And then the devotion, you, you said,
0: waned after that? For, for myself, okay. yeah. Um, went away to college and then not much, at least it church happened. at all. Yeah, sure, um, sure. yeah mm-hmm. and, then my, and then my faith kind of waned and just kind of lived the way I thought I could live, which— turned out to be like the way most of society was living and that's when i experienced my divorce and struggled with some other issues as well
2: um, welcome hmm. to bill and thomas grill the new conference Minister <laughs> on his spirituality <laughs> yeah. i don't think that was quite what we're going for yeah, but yeah. there's power in the story yes though, yeah,
0: right? that's, yeah. yes I mean, I mean, we love like yes. a transformation story yes and that's yes. my my life is the transformation of how god has worked in my life through it all and uh so then when i found when I realized I needed to get back to it. Well, I hadn't grown up uh, reading the Bible, so when I was really searching for my faith, that's when I really i, I asked for a Bible for a Christmas present from my cool. mother and started reading the Bible, and for several years I just read the Bible, and that's when, where I really found Christ, and he really became my own Savior.
2: And, uh, what? You can find Christ in the Bible? <laughs> yeah, This is a crazy podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that was, you're in your 30s at this point? Yes, this? yes, okay. Okay.
0: yep. And then you, you found your way into a Mennonite church? Yes, and then we realized, well, we needed to find another church, and we really weren't sure what church to go to. And so we started exploring churches in our community, and we found the Mennonite church, and they seemed to uh, accept us for where we were at. And what really appealed to me was just how they all brought their Bible to church and huh. how they really tried to live out their life, not just on Sundays, but every day of the week. And I like the emphasis on discipleship.
2: Yeah, Cool.
0: I visited that church once on vacation because
2: my wife is from south of Buffalo, and I don't really remember much other than kind of what the building looked like. But it's it's just really cool that you found that welcoming and grace and and Jesus right in that place. So you lived east of Buffalo because that that's been, out in the middle of nowhere.
0: Yes, that that, that would have been, been the community <laughs> yeah, that we okay. lived in at right. the time, and my wife had grown up in that community. Oh, okay, so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: and and then so you you said that was your conversion. You were baptized there, yep. re-baptized? Yep. yep, baptized. And then
0: a call to ministry came? Or Baptized, or? and then uh, the pastor that had accepted us and welcomed us into the church a couple years after that uh, felt called to go to uh, Colorado. We went for a couple years without a pastor, and it was actually a growth experience for the congregation. Uh, a lot of people were called to step up, and that's kind of when I got more involved in doing things. I was asked to, if I would try preaching, and so once a month I preached, and I did some visitations and taught some Sunday school classes, and uh, that's when I started to experience my call to ministry.
2: For the future of Ohio Conference, anything that you've learned in your journey (laughs) that,
0: you know, helps us in Ohio Conference? I think there's a couple things in my own journey that I think is important for Ohio Conference One is that I still have tremendous respect for the people that have grown up traditionally Mennonite and have been graced by God in growing up in families that were raised in the Anabaptist tradition. But I also greatly appreciate, because that's my own experience, from outside and was graciously received basically by where I was at in my faith um, and accepted for who I was and then challenged me to grow in my faith. Um, I can remember talking to the pastor about some of my past and, thinking how the congregation was going to deal with it and I was a police officer at the time. He said I think they might struggle with that the most and I sure. can remember early on thinking, well why is that? And, but then after growing in my faith and reading the Bible and studying the Sermon on the Mount that I came to the faith to place that maybe that isn't what God is at least calling me to do as a, as a follower of Jesus Christ. And so that that kind of went along with my conversion experience and the call to ministry. And the other place that I think it's important where this fits in with Ohio Conference is. At that time uh New York Conference was rather small and there really wasn't a lot of people to go to when I had that calling to ministry or to support uh the different congregations and the pastors. And when I came to Ohio Conference, the one thing that I really, really appreciated was just the support that's there from the regional pastors to the staff and just a large number of Mennonite churches that are in it together as opposed sure. to um, mm-hmm. where it was in New York.
1: So we can keep tracing this timeline a bit. So at, you felt you called a call to ministry and you ended up at Oak Grove. We know that. Was there some education in between there or was Oak Grove your
0: first call and you, you no. Had- so uh, I, we had four children and I couldn't pick up and go to seminary. And so when I was looking at different seminaries, uh, the only seminary that was around me was a Catholic seminary, and uh, I had a Baptist pastor that asked me, hey, have you ever thought about going to a seminary? And I said, well, I said, there's not a Mennonite seminary around us. And he said, well, I would challenge you to maybe search out the Catholic seminary. They're rather ecumenical these days, and uh, you might want to talk to them about what they might be able to offer you. And so when I did sit down and talk to them, they offered me my basic Bible classes and some theology, but most of it they allowed me to go through uh, Eastern Mennonite Seminary, and I did that through distance learning through Eastern Mennonite Seminary. And I got my degree in uh, pastoral ministry. Okay. And that happened before, while you were in New York, before you came to Yes. And then my first, I found uh, Oak Grove on the uh, uh, Eastern Mennonite website, churches that were looking for... uh, Pastors. And oh, they were, and oh. what appealed to me at that time was they were looking for an associate pastor. right? And so I was Oak Grove's first full-time associate pastor. Nice. And I came in uh, 2003. What are your hopes and dreams for Ohio Conference? Oh, that's a, uh, hopes and dreams for Ohio Conference. Um, I, I, my hopes and dreams are for that we continue on the path that we seem to have been on the last three or four years, uh, especially on the gathered and the focus on the gathered and sent— it seemed like that in a couple of years before that, just because of everything that's been going on in our culture and in the bigger church, that maybe we lost our focus on, mm-hmm. on what we should be Sure, as a church. Before we discover it, God's already at work in our lives and in the lives of our churches and in the life of the conference. So uh, even though they might have been some difficult days back then, I think God was at work and I think it's helped us to to at least start thinking about what does it mean for our future. And I think the beginning is, is in the gathered and sent. Yeah, and cool.
1: uh, and of, of the gathered and sent, I know Oak Grove has done some things and you've done some missional trainings. I mean, do you feel drawn to both of those or one of them more than the
0: other? Or, or do you have a, a vision for how you'd like to see them continue? I, I think uh, my experience has been I think, I think we need both. They're almost like two wings of an airplane, and the airplane won't fly if if you're missing uh, one of those wings. And so I think we are a people that God calls all of us to be missionaries, um, first in our own setting. So in the area around our own churches, we're called to be missionaries. But the gathered piece is also important, and uh, he calls us as his people. So um, we need both, and I think that relationships are important, and especially in the difficult times, and when there's conflict, and uh, when we disagree with one another, uh, it's the gathered piece that that grounds us. Um, but then we can also get too inner focused on ourselves too. And uh, I like the metaphor of the two wings on an airplane.
2: How 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 did
0: that, how has that worked out at Oak Grove over the past years? We have had the community aspect, and I think we have been fairly good at being a gathered community. Where we had fallen short is the scent piece, that we were pretty good at giving money to organizations or to missionaries to go away to different places, or even we did some mission trips to different places, but seeing us as a sent people in our own community um, has been one of the growth areas for us. One of the things is I visited uh, Journey Mennonite Church in South Hutchinson, Kansas um, with Howard Wagler because they were struggling with uh, to kind of do the same things. And they seemed to be kind of more on the cutting edge of being missional and what it meant. And they had had Alan Hirsch come out there and some of the more missional people, Brad Briscoe and Lance Ford. And uh, so I spent my last sabbatical four years ago, I spent some time out there visiting them and doing missional essentials when i came back off a sabbatical and so that kind of caused us to try to look at our own community where we might be able to do things differently and one of the things that we started was the grove we discovered that we were six miles outside of the of the village of west liberty and so we really didn't have a presence in town itself so we opened up through a grant from ohio conference uh assisted us we ended up running a storefront and uh it's called The Grove, and it, it gives us a presence in the community. And then through that, we have uh, come up with some different things to help us just to be a presence in the community and get to know the people in our own community in a, in a way that we've never been able to do that before.
1: A housekeeping question.
0: By the time people hear this podcast, you will have been officially hired. Mm-hmm. Um, when's a start date? Do we know that? Uh, the start date full-time will be uh, January 1st, okay. 2019. Trying to spend one day or two days a week as I get closer to that time, just getting acclimated with conference and going around and visiting some of the different churches and some of the different so, groups. So, the
1: to, typical within Mennonite church is a 90 day notice to a church. So, I, I assume that'll be three months at, at Oak so, Grove and then you'll start the transition over to Ohio
0: Conference right, or something if, close yeah, to that. Or maybe four months that would take us to the end of the year yeah. with some time in between to kind of build relationships.
1: So, as you think about getting started sooner than later, that'll pass really quick. What is one or two things
0: that are really exciting you that you're really looking forward to hitting the ground running and, and doing with Ohio conference? I think most important is just being able to go out and uh, visit the churches and visit the pastors and uh, start building the relationships with with the people. trying to look at where we have been with the gathered and sent and how we can build upon it and looking at our vision and hopefully bringing some people on board that can help us to discern where we're going in the future with it, with our vision and what our dreams for the conference.
2: As you're building relationships with pastors and others in Ohio
0: Conference, do you have any thoughts on
2: staff and, and those kinds of things?
0: I, I think that's one of the things that, as we look towards the future and towards our vision, how does our staffing fit with that? And I think the last several years have been pretty tough on, at least on the paid staff. Um, we've had a, a lot of great people in the conference, a lot of gifted people that have stepped up over these last several years and provided leadership, but still the brunt of it fell on sure. the, the two regional pastors yeah. and Cliff and Ralph, and uh, so one of the things that w- I hope to be looking at is, uh, can we relieve some of the burden that they've, they've experienced these last couple of years, sure. and how does two regional f- pastors fit with one full-time conference minister? Right, because uh,
2: Ralph is going from full-time to half-time. Yes. Right, and part yes. of that was so that we could have a full-time conference minister. So those details, I assume, haven't been all ironed out, and that'll be part of the task over the next month. Right, and see how we split up the responsibilities,
0: yeah. and maybe even looking at some other conferences and see how they're structured, and not sure what it means for the future, but can we support the structure financially right, and uh, without uh, putting too much on in certain individuals? Tell us about your family. Ah, uh I have two older sons who are 35 and 33 and they stayed in Western New York when we moved to West Liberty Ohio 16 years ago. Um and we have two daughters that are in the West Liberty community with us and uh, both of them are married and uh, we have three grandchildren. Uh, one lives next door <laughs> with our daughter and son-in-law, and one lives about uh and two of them live about uh seven miles away but my wife is the primary caregiver for our three grandchildren so uh, that's what she spends most of her time doing and uh, we just celebrated my wife and I Mary just celebrated our uh, 30th uh, anniversary wow cool what day Uh, August 20th (laughs) Me too. Oh, wow. And we also one? celebrated our 30th. Wow. That's wow. So so that's Dick Barry and yes, I are married are. on the same
2: exact day. In in what time in was the wedding? Was well, I just,
0: we had to look that back up. It was 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, so we got you by four hours. <laughs> were they both in what Buffalo town? area? Yeah. We were
2: married in Angola, south of Buffalo.
0: Oh, we were married in uh, Akron, New York. All right. So, yeah. Cool. So. Interesting. New York was a buzz that day with people who weren't yet Mennonites. Yeah, I mean, God was going to pull all these
1: people to yeah. Ohio and convert them to Anabaptism. Fascinating. So I, I assume the the you guys are not planning to move for this position. So you'll you'll still continue
0: to live in West Liberty. Yes, that's okay. um, one of the things that when it came to trying to discern where God might be leading me next was that um, we felt very. Comfortable in Ohio and sure. uh, continuing to be part of Ohio Conference, and so this gives us the opportunity to stay where we are. And uh, she likes to stay home and take care of the grandchildren, and I like to travel and get out and around. So uh, it just seemed to fit who we are personally as well. Sure, cool. And who wants to leave the grandkids?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say, who wants to leave West Liberty? I'm. Just, sounds like a, <laughs> Alex is there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Alex is cool. Um, <laughs> wow! Shout out to Alex and Aaron. There you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have our stamp of approval as being cool. So, Dick, as we wrap up this first, I'm sure of many podcasts that we're going to have with you over the next couple of years. Uh, what what's something you want to leave with our our audience of twenty? I think it's twenty. Yeah. It's increased. Uh, uh, (laughs) We used to say 12. I think it's 20. (laughs) So if you have 20 people giving you your undivided attention, what do you want to let them know?
0: That I think God has special plans for us as a conference and as Mennonites and Anabaptists. I think we have something very special to offer to the world. I think he's already been at work, but I think he has good things in store for us. And uh, it has to do with the people that we have in conference and the congregations that are involved. I think if we can stay together and work together and and focus on what our primary task is, and that's to share the love of Christ with our neighbors and friends around the world, then I think uh, that he'll be leading us in the years to come.
2: So thank you, Dick, (laughs) for coming and joining us, and thanks, everybody, for listening in.
0: Uh, We'll
1: see you next time. And we'll let Lucas's silky smooth voice ease you out of this Ohio Conference cast. That's right. Ohio people with men and views, and they're gonna give us some national
0: news. Ohio, Ohio Conference, Conference Cast. Cast.
1: Thank you for listening to another edition of Ohio Conference Cast. We would love to hear from you. Our email is ohioconferencecast at gmail.com. Ohio Conference cast is brought to you by the Ohio Conference leadership team, along with Norm Sohar, sound engineer, Megan Sohar, voiceover, Anne Lehman, publisher, and our many guests and listeners.